Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Radio 92.7 WFNZ, 7 o'clockers. Welcome in, baby. Welcome in. We have uh, already talked about the Brian Burns situation, the drama, getting even, uh, you know, building even more yesterday with the Joe Person report. We are now getting texts from people, Bone, that claim to have knowledge of what the real offer was from the Panthers and that it's not a full $27 million. I can't uh, tell Bailey if Bailey was getting yeah. a call, apparently, from somebody yesterday um, that was saying a similar sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know what to think now, man, but I I, I don't love the leak. I, was don't, that, I uh, don't love the leak. For was the that bank. call from Scott F. in Charlotte, possibly? <laughs> We've either got locked-in people that are on the, the Panther side or the Burn side. I can't tell, Meg, if these are legit sources reaching out or if people are reading Reddit threads. So I can't really figure out what direction this is headed in right now. I don't either. And, I, and, and, and another point, too, about this is, like, what's the guaranteed money of the offer? Like, that's often a sticking point, right? Like, if you go $27 million a year, that's one thing. But where's the guaranteed money at? Because in the NFL, Bone, as you well know, you can cut a player. And the only thing you're responsible for is the prorated portion of the signing bonus. Those base salaries are year to year. So you can offer someone $27 million a year. But if the true guarantees aren't in the neighborhood he wants, that's going to be a sticking point. And if the Panthers did leak something that is misleading, it's even worse. And again, I don't know for a fact they leaked it. It just feels like they're the ones that benefit from this thing getting to Joe Person, right? Because it makes Brian Burns look bad. And if they purposely put something out there to make Brian Burns look greedy to the public, I'm not a fan of that. Mac, that um, feels dirty to me if that's um, how it played out. I'm reading the defensive end signing bonus. Bosa has an insane signing bonus. He had $50 million for the signing bonus. The next closest one for the ends is uh, we got 23, 22, 22, 21, 20, 20. Like, what's the guaranteed the money for do- those guys? $50 million bonus, and he's $30 million above the next closest guy on his position for signing bonuses. That's nuts. Uh, and and that's, why, that's why we're here. Nick Bosa took the market to a whole new level. Yep, yep. It was at $28 million for T.J. Watt, the highest paid edge rusher. He went to 34. He didn't go to 30. He went to 34. So the market is reset, and Burns is trying to get to 30. Um, but who is the most – what is the guaranteed money for the edges? Uh, guaranteed, I think. Here it is right here. I'm seeing here Bosa, on Bosa. 122, Watt 80, Joey Bosa 102, Miles Garrett 100. So, yeah, you got to come with – you could probably come with $100 million guaranteed also in your offer as well. Yeah. You know, so anyway, what do you think, though? And and it's hard because of what I just said. I'm going (laughs) to it's hard because we don't know about the guaranteed money. But just like in a vacuum, five years and I'm asking everybody that's a Panther fan out there. And I know just like the Panthers and Burns are on different pages, Bone, we as fans are on different pages. Right. We've been arguing about this for a while and we're going to keep arguing about some of y'all want to trade him. Um, But five years, 27 million. Would you do that? Like, we'll say guaranteed is like 100 or something. Like, would you do that, Bone? Yes. If you're the Panthers. Yes. 
That seems that seems fair. Now, I, I, we think that they may have again. We're, we're kind of guessing here about how it's playing out a little bit. Although Joe Person's got really great sources and some of this stuff as well at theAthletic.com. Feels like Mac that this is either where they wanted to be or they went up a little bit. Feels like the Panthers may have moved a little bit here towards this direction, but there's got to be both parties moving to get a deal done. So the Panthers may have moved. Now it's going to be on Burns to come down just a little bit here. I think that I think that's a fair offer. It's more than a fair offer. And then you throw in the, the the bonus and the incentives and all the other stuff that goes into it there. So I think that's more than a fair offer. I um yeah, I do. I, I I said it last offseason. I thought that could be a good happy medium. Because the Panthers apparently previously were in that Max Crosby range, which is about twenty three million a year. Then Bosa changed the market. And the highest paid guy went up $6 million to I mean, 34. He, he obliterated the market. So I thought in between those two, I thought 27, 28 would be a good place. Apparently Burns disagreed and, and, and wanted 30. That's his right. But then he goes out last year. That's Here's the thing, though. When you hold that, when you when you ask for 30 and, that, and you're not budging, if that is truly what he did, and you go out and have a down season statistically, I don't know if you're worth, are, are, you know what I mean? What is your worth the next year? That's You run the risk of that. I would still offer in good faith, I said this yesterday, I would still offer the same thing. I would still offer five years, $27 million, Let's make the number $100 million guaranteed since that seems yeah. kind of like standard among a lot of these top paid edges. I would still do that. And I would say to him, hey, you and I both know you had a down year last year. Um, I'm not holding that against you. We want to offer you the same thing. And can you get him to bite on it then, or does he still stay at 30 even though he had a down year? Um, the worst thing that happened, we've been saying this for, for a couple of years now, is that it got out in the public that the Panthers turned down two firsts and a second-day pick for Brian Burns in 2022. We said it when it happened. Once his camp heard that, it was like, oh, hold on now. What? Leverage. You, Hello, you leverage. value us like that? Well, then we are going to ask for 30 and not budge. So for the Panthers, like if you were going to turn down two firsts and another and a second day pick, you then have to get the deal done. Incidentally, somebody is texting us because I didn't hear. I heard KB yesterday a little bit when I was driving around, but I didn't hear this part of it. A texter is saying that somebody called and said, and again, take this for what it's worth. Hey, I'm close to the Burns family. The offer was more like $20 million a year in salary and then $7 million in incentives. Interesting. That's a uh, low ball. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a not, ridiculous low yeah, ball. Yeah, that's not going to get it done here. Incentives Matt. are extra money, man. That's not something that, that you know what I mean? That that doesn't, I don't think that cuts it with players, especially when it's $10 million lower in base than he's looking for. This has been a fascinating. If that's the case, if that's true. This has been a fascinating game of leverage back and forth, has it not, over the last year, two years, whatever it is now? Because Burns, with the draft pick knowledge that was out there, his camp had the leverage. Yeah, you're not going to trade me for two firsts. Well, then pay me like I'm worth two firsts. So they had that. But then Burns comes out after the season. It's one thing to be honest. But when he says, yeah, I didn't really have a great year. Well, that <laughs> that kind of swings it back the other way where if you're on the Dan Morgan Panthers side and you're dealing with agents, you say, well, your, your client admitted publicly that he didn't really have a great year after he wanted this money last year. Well, it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a swinging pendulum here. But everybody leverage. can tell he didn't have a great year. The worst part of I, it I know. is when he says That's what I mean, yes. The worst part of it is when he says, I was worried about injuries in a contact contract year. I saw Shaq and Horn get hurt, and I thought it could happen to me in a contract year. 
And then he was asked a follow-up, did that affect the way you played? And he says, I think it might have yeah. in the back of my mind. There you go. That is the admission. Because everybody knows you had eight sacks this year. You had 12 and a half the year before. I, I mean, Your pressures are down. That's what I meant. Publicly yeah. speaking about the reasons why he had the down year when he doesn't admitted, help this whole thing. I that's was it. worried I was going to get hurt. That's one where it's like, if you're his agent, you're like, why did you say that publicly? Um, but I want to point this out because a lot of people, it's it's split. Some of you are saying five years, $27 million per um, this texture says without hesitation, Irish fan says he would do it. This texture says last year, I definitely would have done it like the Panthers, but not after the season that he had. I do want to point out again, Bone, the Carolina Panthers led 13% of the, of the game time this year, a ridiculously low number. They did not hold a lead bone for a snap in the fourth quarter of a game. It's unbelievable. It almost sounds like not even so, real. So think about a pass rusher bone. That whose team never has him in the lead in the fourth quarter. How many sacks come in the fourth quarter, Bone, when a team has to pass in hurry-up mode because they're winning and the defense pins their ears back? A ton. How many pressures come in that situation? So I do just want to point that out, Bone, that his pass rush win rate on ESPN was sixth in the league. But when you look at the – in terms of percentage of times he was winning – but you look, Bone, at the amount of total pass rush attempts, and it's a lot lower than the rest of the guys that are up there. His pressures and sacks would have been higher if this team could have led some damn football games. You know? 13%, not what you want, is it? <laughs> That's not ideal. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say if you only lead 13% of the time, you might be having conversations like we have. <laughs> you might be a bad football team. Yeah. I had a texter yesterday. Come on, man. I had a texter yesterday that said, Mac, you're right. That number's amazing. He says, that seems high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Randy from Orlando says, stupid fans. What's he mad about? He says he is in a 3-4. He pretty much is an outside linebacker, not just a pass rusher. He's a great player. I do think he's gotten a lot better at playing the run. Like his yes. tackles for lost numbers, I feel like the last couple seasons have been up. He makes a lot of plays in the backfield now in the run game. I think he's gotten better at that. Are there times, someone says he doesn't seal the edge. Are there times where he'll get shoved in, inside? Yes. But, and I also think something you said yesterday, and we've said it all along, but you said yesterday. If you had a Hassan Reddick on the team and you had bookends, then I would feel like you can say, okay, can we afford to trade him and get, and get some help for Bryce on the other side of the ball? But pass rushing is the most important part of defensive football, in my opinion, in 2024. And you don't have another edge threat that is anywhere near him. That's part of the problem, too. And that goes back to the front office. You know, Well, we're comparing him to guys like Bosa and Max Crosby and the guys that we mentioned at that spot. Those guys kind of are who they are now. Max Crosby is a great player, but that's, I think he's reaching his potential. Bosa is who he is. I don't think we've seen the full Brian Burns yet. There's another level to get to. And yeah, you 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 pay based off what you did and what you, but he there's another level that I think of dominance that he can get to. So we're judging him now, but I think Brian Burns is there's another area he can go to here that the other guys are probably at already. Yeah, and that's what I was disappointed. So young, he's younger than you think he is. Too. I, w I was disappointed by the production last year, although I think there are some reasons for it, right? Talking about not being in the lead and all that stuff. But I really thought another big year was coming, right? Contract year. How often do we see those be big years for players? He had his career year the year before that. 
12 and a half sacks and like damn near 70 pressures. I really thought a special year was coming. Now, this is an interesting one, Bone. Uh, a lot of texters are saying something similar here. I'll read a couple of them. Mac, on, Mac is on here talking about a divide and how the Panthers leaking this out is going to create more bad blood. But Burns tweeted out, keep pounding yesterday. Another texter says, doesn't the fact that Burns tweeted out, keep pounding yesterday, say he is not mad about this and it's not personal with him. What do you think about that? I thought that was a class move yeah. to tweet that out. No, I, think I thought was, that was a good sign, right, I, if you want the parties to get together. Sometimes something like that doesn't say a lot, but it says a lot, right? It's just it's just the team motto with the with the the heart and the in the blue heart. No, but I thought that was saying like, hey, I'm we got this type message. I thought that was important at the right time. Although, Mac, what if Brian Burns today, what if he unfollows the Panthers and Brian Burns goes and follows the Bears? What if, it, what if it comes full circle? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting Justin Fields now confused. You get, with yeah, you get your social media interactions confused here. I tell you, the, 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 man. these kids and their follows, their unfollows. Make sure I follow Mac back after yesterday. Did I get him? Okay, we're good to go. <laughs> I would never do such a thing. Oh man, we heard. Wait, what if what if one of the hosts unfollowed WFNZ? That would be we, wow. we have a scandal on our hands. I here? heard that Willie P was thinking about it at one point. <laughs> this feminist sponsor, but he only does that because it's stroke coding season. He cannot. He, he, all his Insta, all his Instagram follows. He unfollows, and he just focuses on throat coding for Charlotte FC Saturday night. Like when LeBron goes into playoff yeah. activation mode. If he's into FC mode, all right. We had a game Saturday night. It's throat coding and no social for Willie. I P. know Willie P's not leaving any uh, leaving any group chats anytime soon. He's in plenty of those. <laughs> this segment is sponsored by Mothers Against Drunk Driving for victims of drunk and drug driving. Your grief is unique, but you are not alone. You always have a place. At MAD, call the 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MADD-HELP or visit MAD.org. That's MAD, M-A-D-D. When we come back, one of our guys, Mac, in studio for a few segments. The great, the legendary J.J. Jansen, or as he's called by the Swedish Panther fans, J.J. Janssen joins the show on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Did he hear that one? I don't know. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Radio 92.7 WFNZ, a Mac and Bone show with you. Remember, anything you miss is going to be a lot of Burns chatter and conversation and back and forth. A lot of good Panther talk today. Anything you miss, and there's going to be some Duke hype today. Just warning you, if you don't like Duke, it's coming, baby. They deserve it the way they're playing. Uh, check out the hours you miss in podcast Why? Form. How about this? Let them play Wake and then see. Like, why do you – you're always one step – I thought – you know, they've won 16 of 18, almost a little bit 
kind of under the radar for who Duke is. And I'm trying to put him back up over the well, radar. Why don't you just wait? Because they have a tough game on Saturday in Winston. Why don't you just wait until that game happens? Are you trying to push, push off the, the chips Mac all in? <laughs> Seriously, every chip you got right to the middle of the table. And you right. love chips. Let's uh, Before we get to all that, I, I don't push the, I, I push the chips right into me. I don't ever push them out. I can tell you that right now. All right, J.J. Jansen. Before we get to the Duke hype at 8 o'clock on this show, J.J. Jansen joining us in studio for some Snapchats. J.J., what's going on, man? How you doing? Good to be back in here, guys. Notre Dame, Duke. Oh, my gosh. This is perfect for me. So you are a Duke basketball Oh, yeah. fan, though, right? Absolutely. Big big Duke fan. In fact, uh, before college, I wanted to go to Duke just to be a Cameron crazy. I couldn't hoop like those guys. But thank thank God football turned out well for me because if it hadn't been football, I'd been in the stands with full body paint and you falling on the floor. You might have been Speedo guy. You might have been that Speedo guy. You know? Absolutely. Cookie monster. <laughs> nah, probably, nobody, nobody probably wants to see that. But like J.J. Redick, like that whole thing, like yeah. that. I was I was a big Duke fan. Okay, that's cool, Not man. That. that is cool. So I've, I've lost half of my... My friends and followers on uh, on this radio program. Yeah, I never I never had those guys anyway. I'm good. <laughs> hey, this, man, me, yeah, this man survives. And I got thrives. you. Jed. Get that man some more. Uh, what you drinking over there? Uh, black coffee. Yeah, get this man some more coffee there, Flounder. So this this um this Brian Burns thing with the franchise tag. Do you from the outside like? Do you pay attention to it, or is your feeling like? Because, you know, we get caught up in all this. I'm kind of like, hey, did the Panthers leak this? And if so, it doesn't seem like the coolest thing in the world because now some people turned against Burns. Um, although Burns goes on and tweets keep pounding yesterday. Um, we look at it like uh, Josine Anderson on Twitter yesterday wrote, um, you got to worry about how other players that could be in line for contracts feel about this. And, and how does Burns feel if he's tagged? Do we in the media make too much of all this? Like, is this just a business and however it plays out, it's going to be fine? But or where is like, how do you feel about all this? Yeah, I, I, look, I have a unique perspective. Like, I've been around this for 16 years. So I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. So I'm not sure that none of this is a surprise. Right. This is some of the way the business gets yeah. done in all of pro sports. The tough part for players is they may only get one or two cracks at this. And so if you're 25 years old and contract stuff's being talked about in the media by by local radio guys it's being written about in papers like that might be a little bit weird because for your whole life you didn't have to do any of this sort of public negotiation on anything and all of a sudden boom you're in a you're in a massive negotiation and people are interested right part of the reason that football players coaches and teams get make so much money is cuz it's interesting and and people want to talk about it and want to know about it so is it tough for young players it can be uh, I think other players are watching, not necessarily because they're happy or sad. They're just interested yeah. because they want to know, like, hey, what's going to happen with one of the best players on our football team? And look, at the at the end of the day, you, you, you mentioned it in, in the last segment, like a year and a half ago when the trade was turned down, you knew that a lot of these things were likely to come up. It's just it, it's a long process negotiating a major deal for a prime player on your team in the prime of his career. So none of this to me is a surprise as we've kind of worked back and forth team and player working, trying to get to a, to a middle ground. Remember there has to be two sides to it. So anything Burns turned down wasn't good enough for him and anything that the, the team has offered, you know, they're offering what they're willing to go to. So we're, we're still trying to find a middle ground. And that all being said, he's played the last two years. He's made money. There's, two more potential franchise tags with a lot of money connected to them. And if we do all of that and that's how it ends, he goes and be, he's a free agent in two years. So there's just all these levers 
and it's it's hard because we all want answers now. But the tag is not what he wants, though. Like, because because sure. to, to us, I look at it like, okay, like what you just said, well, Burns can work two years, get what, like. I don't know. I think the, I think the tags like are that. twenty-one and twenty-seven million. So yeah. four, two years, forty-eight million. So that sounds good to me, but to him, it doesn't. I right? Right? No, abs- absolutely. Because a guaranteed chunk is what he wants. That's sure. security, right? I, absolutely. I think what every player is looking for is the long-term deal, because with the long-term deal becomes the biggest chunk of of money from a guaranteed standpoint. But the value of going year to year for the player is they usually are able to maximize their dollars. Because year to year, you go to free agency every year. And with a franchise tag, you won't get to go to free agency yet, but you're getting paid a ton of money to go to free agency before you go to free agency. And then in two years, I think he'd be 27, he'd be a free agent. So there is value in going year to year. There's also tremendous value in getting the the one big contract. So I I think that's what both sides are weighing. Yeah. JJ Jansen with us of the Panthers on the Body Works. Is he on the Body Works Plus guest hotline or is he in the hot? How's this whole thing operate here? The Patrick? hot seat? He's on yeah. the, the, the Body Works Plus uh, guest hot seat? I guess. I guess that's where we put him. Hot mic. Hot mic. Yeah. <laughs> Without talking about anything specific now or a player of the past, have you ever seen contract stuff overwhelm uh, a guy you played with or distract him within a season? Or is it just sort of stuff that we get obsessed with and we think it might be distracting a player, but it's really not? No, I don't think players get distracted by it. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times, yes, there's been contract negotiations that have gone on in the past. The, the beauty for football players is we we are trained for it to go week to week. And so you kind of put all your eggs into the basket of, okay, hey, it's week one, we're playing at Tampa Bay, and I go all into that preparation. It's week two, we're playing at home versus Seattle. I'm all in on that preparation. That's the way football players are trained. So that's why players have agents. That's why teams typically, both teams and players, like to end negotiations kind of before the season. Let's keep everything kind of clean mentally for both the team and the player. Uh, I think players naturally kind of figure out, all right, there's a business side of this. I'm going to put my business hat on, and when it's time to go play football, I'm going to go play. Were you surprised that he said in that interview after the last game of the season that I, I saw Shaq and JC get hurt early in the season, and I started thinking with it being a contract year, I started worrying about me getting hurt, and then they asked, they followed up and said, did that affect your play? And he says, maybe it was in the back of my mind. Maybe it did a little bit. Like, were you surprised? He That felt like saying a quiet thing out loud, maybe. Yeah, I think um, fans, and look, I, I put myself in the fan category too, right? Like, I want our team to have success. Like, I, it's it's my job and I want us to win, but I also am rooting our, my teammates on. The fans all want our players to be honest. And then when Until they're they honest, are. they're like, why would he say that? <laughs> so so I, I would look at it as a fan and say, oh, my gosh, like, here's a player that's being authentic with the fans. He, I think I think the comment was it was in the it could have been in the back of my mind. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure at the end of the season when players are all very reflective. Hey, what did my offseason training look like? How was I prepared? What do I need to go to next season? I think all players are very um, reflective on the pros and cons of the year. So when you. Ask a guy, hey, could it have been in the back of your mind? And he responds, yeah, it could have been. Maybe it was in the back of my mind. I think he's still in the I'm – I'm rehashing mm. the full JJ's season. JJ's good. JJ, you should be that's, a lawyer. That's good. <laughs> you should be a lawyer. See, also, you mentioned like you're rooting on – But your, I see what you're saying, though. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I think you ask, ask – you know, asking these sort of hypothetical questions and a player who's trying to be honest and authentic and speak to the fans goes, yeah, it might have been. I don't think we should hold that against him. He may come to the conclusion in three weeks, no, I was locked in the whole year, but, but only after – 
look, the season is long. I know personally, it takes me about a month to sort of decompress from the year. It's such an emotional roller coaster. I need about a month to sort of wrap my mind around what just happened, like good and bad, and then kind of plan for the next season. I think the conversation in February with Burns and how the season went would be sounds diff- different than the day after the season ends. You, you heard the big difference there, though, Mac, in pro athletes compared to what we do here on radio. You're rooting for your guy to get a lot of months. Your guy, it's your Absolutely. teammate. You guys go to battle. If we found out here, me specifically, that Mac is negotiating for twenty-seven to thirty million dollars. Oh, did you hear about that? Mac would go. <laughs> Mac, Mac would go missing, and his tires would be slashed on the side of the road. <laughs> I gotta say, I love Mac. I'm not rooting. I want him to get his money. Not root. If I find out that one of your sponsors, Mac, like uh, your hair restoration ads, are paying you twenty-seven mil, we got a problem going on. It. <laughs> I gotta tell you, the thing that's upsetting me as your unofficial agent is that this Burns thing, I think, is taking so many man hours over there that they're (laughs) they're forgetting the backbone of this team right here. And by the way, I would like to, I'm going to go into Dan Morgan, and I'm going to push that they franchise tag you. I don't even know if that works for a long snap. I just kind of made that up. I don't even know if that's a thing. Hey, hey, look, the Burns camp would be thrilled if they franchise tagged the long snapper. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Setting the market for the long snapper. Right? Like, there's no tag though, right? There's were, no there's no tag for the there's no tag for the long snapper, so you don't have to oh, worry about that. Oh, you would be revolutionary. You oh would my be gosh. a historical figure in the long well, snapping I, industry. I, you should get, this should be a CBA <laughs> thing here. <laughs> that's right. I'll I will petition to be uh, franchise tagged at the uh, center position, which I think is about oh, twelve this, to fourteen million. That would million. work for you. Yeah. That's what that's, I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna. Uh, hey, you don't do anything. I got it. Okay, okay thanks. I need to work guy, for thanks, it. Is this guy part of the uh, the long snapper group chat? Luke Rhodes. Yes. Yes. Hey, he's, he's the guy that set the market last he, year for long. He, he set the <laughs> Luke Rhodes, uh, Joe Cardona in New England. Uh, there's a, there's a few guys. There's. Look, I, I, the, the long snapper, not that this is what you all want to talk about, no, but the long snapper exactly market, the long snapper market is, is changing. And look, I, I'm very appreciative as an older player. There's been some younger guys, guys involved with the union who've said, hey, look, we don't want to be in a position where we just take whatever the team gives us. So there's been guys who said, hey, look, I, I'll be willing to change teams and move on in order to kind of push the market forward. And I just kind of circling back to Burns, there is always a pressure for every player if you are in a position to negotiate a top level deal, there's always this internal struggle of guys before me push to get that big deal. So I need to push not just for my own self, but for that next layer of guy to go. That's something you, we would you, never think you about. You hear about fan. that in quarterbacks all the time. Yeah. So there's a little bit of an environment where guys even have even have pressure beyond like just what they personally want. Because they know guys have paid it forward before them, and they're trying to it all inch it along the to the next guy. guy. Yeah, Absolutely. That's all right, we're going to do a with you. We're going to do a long snapper draft at some point on the show. We're all going to draft our long snapper. That's Th- right. That'll be a ratings bonanza. <laughs> <laughs> we are Max talking. Selects, um, I got the list right here. Uh, Max selects uh, Ethan Albright. Wow, known big as red. The, known that, as that, the red snapper. That's his I love yeah. the way y'all got a group chat. That's I right. Like oh, that's Ethan Albright's been retired for a while. Uh, yeah, y'all yeah, y'all yeah, should do a road trip. There should be like a long snapper like golf tournament. Like an RV. Like a, we, can, we can take an RV around the country. Reality show. Like All the, the long snappers travel around the country. That's ratings. Taking the long road. You guys are great with names. <laughs> I'm afraid, though, to open up the text line to, to what we would name that television show because that went so well three weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah, text line. What do you name the reality show where all the long snappers travel around? JJ wants your creativity, I can tell. Like someone causes drama. I just have a list of – I'm just Google search. Uh, who's this guy here? Bo, is he a retired guy? 
Bo Brinkley? Is that the uh, Titans? Yeah. What if Bo Brinkley causes drama and gets left in Albuquerque on the side of the road? What if he snaps a football into JJ's nose on purpose? You know, oh like gosh. I don't trust the guy named Bo <laughs> Brinkley. <laughs> All right, we got to focus here. We have to focus. Um, I want to say, Bo and I were talking about this before the show to ask you about. Like this week, we were talking about Craig Carton on Fox saying mm. Bryce Young should be a UFL quarterback, and then he starts saying. Uh, he could be like a scat back, like a Dave Meggett or something. Like it was, it was a horrible take, and maybe, maybe this is a bad example because it was so bad. But do you like? Do you think Bryce hears this stuff, or do players hear when they're constantly criticized? Do teammates get mad at it, and do they pay attention? Hey, man, there Bryce is getting killed. Or do you think that this is our world and you guys, like most of y'all, just ignore it? Well, no player's ever going to admit they hear it, but I think most yeah. players hear it. Yeah. There's Now, are they ob- obsessed with it? Or are they consumed with it? No, but it's a, in and around. Like, it's going to end up in questions. Um, obviously, during the season when there's access to the players, bad comments about a player it's going to get brought up in some form of questioning. All think, season, can they ignore it? I, I think you can ignore it a little bit. But again, when you are on national television and we're all, guys are talking about it, I think it eventually seeps back to the player. Now, I think a lot of players just use that as motivation. Like, I'm going to show him. Like, yeah. guys like being motivated uh, in those ways. Not necessarily, they, they don't like the criticism, but they kind of, there is an element of every player that goes, I'm going to show them. Yeah, I'm, going to, yeah. I'm going to be better because of it. Um, and then, yes, your second question was, how do players respond? Like, look, it's very common in a, in the course of a season. You know, we're in the cafeteria. We're having breakfast. There's a national show, and maybe it makes it, it's critical of one of our players. Like, turn the TV off or someone throws something at the TV. We've never hit it because we don't want to make – we don't want a payroll deduct, you know, breaking a television. <laughs> but I think there's – guys are very aware. They're very protective of their teammates. We know that there are certain players on the team – they're going to get all the attention, good and bad. Yeah. Well, like, look, we have a 53-man roster. The the nation might talk about three players on our team, no matter how good we were. And yet there's 50 other guys that are influencing winning and influencing those three's individual performance. So I think a negative criticism towards any of our teammates, I think the rest of the team takes personally as well because they're saying, hey, if you're being critical about our quarterback or our defensive end or, or our safety – you're being critical of other guys on the team as well, and I don't like that either. Yeah, yeah, it's probably yeah. hard for young players now to adjust, right? Because social, you, 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 career started sort of when social media was just getting going yeah. a little bit. But for you to watch how social media has changed over the last 15, 16 years, to watch how the talking head shows sure. have changed. It used to be kind of just newspaper columns yeah. and us, sports radio. Now there are distractions anywhere you turn in this sports world, right? And, and you're sort of asked as a player to be engaging online in social media environments, but that's also where the tweets and the oh, Instagrams yeah. and the d- yeah. DMs and all that stuff come at you. And that's where you see guys, I don't know if you guys saw this, but in 2023, Instagram was the most deleted app in the entire country. <laughs> was it? Instagram was put the most, over the top. The, the <laughs> most deleted <laughs> app. And I think that's because... Whether you are a football player or just a normal person, like there's a lot of toxicity in being engaged in that. There's also a lot of positives. So, yes, it's harder to run away from any sort of negative criticism. Fantasy football, which everyone likes playing, has a lot of fun. Like it starts becoming personal. All of a sudden, someone runs for 99 yards and not 100. And now you've cost somebody, you know, now now they've got a tattoo on on their behind because they lost a <laughs> fantasy football uh, season because you because you took a knee at the one. Like, 
there's a lot more avenues for people to get angry with players. Oh, so I, that's why definitely. I think players kind of push away yeah. and try to do their best to ignore well, it. It helps you, us out because we're not the only ones making people mad now. That's true. That's it's true. Like, hey, that wasn't us. That was IG, man. JJ Jansen hanging out with us. You, the, the Ask JJ feature is always open. If you have questions for JJ, text him in 704-570-9610. We'll ask him a couple of listener questions, so get him in here. We are getting Bone uh, um, uh, some, uh, some suggestions for the names, Bone. Yeah, for the names of the my, long snapper my, reality show. My favorite oh, these thing. has got to be great, right? My favorite thing when we name stuff. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I don't know if this is going well. Road snaps. Uh, let's see here. Snapped. Uh, what else is happening? That well, one's snapped, dirty. Snapped what? Just snapped? Yeah, just snapped. I think uh, it's that, like with the apostrophe D. It's a very snapped, clever way to do it. Snapped is a show on Oxygen about murdering your loved ones. So we'll okay, all right. That's so we out. can't take that okay, one. That's about, about, about crazy one. women murdering their husbands. Snapping down south. You like that nope, one? No, 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 no. Not what you want. <laughs> Love is Blind, Long Snapper Edition. We were going to make it a romance what? show. No. Nah, um, what are we doing here, man? Too long to handle? All right. <laughs> what? I think, no. I think, I think that nah. was a bad idea. This well, we tried, to, idea. we tried to name shows. We named teams. <laughs> this never goes well, and we get in trouble for this thing. No one's going to watch a show called Too Long to Handle. <laughs> well, people might be, but when they tune in and just see a bunch of long snappers like in an RV, not, they'll be disappointed. They won't be expecting us just grilling on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe we go from that to ask JJ questions. Maybe that's also, a better idea. This happens text every time. I just randomly named Bo Brinkley, right? I'm reading a list of names here. Of course, Willie P chimes in. Bo Brinkley, Missouri guy. That's right, uh, absolutely. Boo. Uh, this texter <laughs> says, JJ, what's the funniest sound you heard a D lineman make while trying to block a kick? What? Oh. How does that There's even... a lot of grunting and uh, <laughs> Do they? Is, yeah, they're, they're kind of squeezing through <laughs> there. like Schwarzenegger there it's for a second. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, look, the, the, worst of, the worst experience I ever had on a field goal. <laughs> Was we played Kansas City in 2020, so there was like 18,000 people saying that it was a COVID year, and Chris Jones was trying to swim through the A gap, reached his hand up, and his other hand came all the way around back up my leg, and I had to kind of, I kind of had to jump out of the way because he grabbed something he shouldn't have. So it, it can, is that his move? No, he did that on purpose? No, it was accident. He, he got uh, real deep voice. My bad, my bad. Like he knew what he had done. <laughs> oh, but just okay. again, everyone's kind of trying to squeeze through gaps, and everyone's hanging on. It's kind yeah. of a mosh pit in there. Yeah. So there's some weird sounds and g- grab things you didn't me- mean okay. to grab yeah. and it's, fall on. Th- it's just it's a mosh pit on I field goal. Try something there, JJ. Make that grunt noise in here. <laughs> Uh, Mag, now you do your grunting noise of a defensive lineman. The gr- grunting D lineman? Yeah. yeah, mine's better. Why does that, <laughs> that, why does you that, sound like my five-year-old. That sounds like a caveman trying yeah, to think right. out loud. I don't know. Why'd you ask me to do it then? I don't know. I don't know the noises. He's on the field. By the way, that does not sound much respect to you. That does not sound like a fun place to be on a Sunday it's, afternoon. I'd much rather be in the press box eating free popcorn than that. No, it, 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 can, it can get a little ugly. The funniest thing that always happens, too, is we'll get up there, and it's the first quarter, and, you know, it's 3 nothing. And in practice, there's there's tempos. You're, you're either sort of not coming across two steps or, like, live. And the linemen will talk to each other, offense and defense, and they'll go, hey, what's the tempo on this rep? Like, hey, are you coming hard on this one? Are you going are we going two steps? Like, And they'll, like, start talking to each other yeah, during yeah, yeah. the field goal. And that is the all-time funniest. We also had a guy, um, Zach Kerr. Zach Kerr was a defensive lineman. He played on the, on the field goal team. Yeah, yeah. He used to yell at them to scoop back, like – 
on defense, they're always the the edge guys are always looking down the line to make sure no one's off sides. So Zach Kerr would stand in there right before we snap. He go back back, and people would actually <laughs> their team would actually move off the line. <laughs> it was, there's some really really funny stuff. Corbett's the best too. Corbett is a trash talker in there, yeah. so he says all really? kinds of funny stuff to them. And uh, it's a funny place to be, but there's it's a mosh pit. So yeah, yeah. there's some ugly down there. There too. was video of Corbett trash talking last year, but it was like with kindness. He's oh, like, yeah. you're it's, doing a really great job. It's it was, very sarcastic. Yeah. Corbett <laughs> loves when we draw teams off sides. I think that was might have been in the video. Yeah, he the loves clip. making making those those guys feel bad, calling them dumb. And how stupid can <laughs> you gonna, be? Like, he loves that stuff. We're going to analyze JJ's football noises and Max <laughs> female tennis player noises uh, during the commercial break. <laughs> This segment is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years or more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sandcolitisfoundation.org. When we come back, Mac and Stephen A. Smith went after J.J.'s alma mater oh, yesterday. Oh. We'll analyze that. And some athletes made some comments this week, professional athletes, we want J.J.'s perspective on. Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Ah. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Why are they even relevant? Can somebody answer that question for me? The, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in college football has not won a championship since 1988 when they won in the Fiesta Bowl. I think it was against West Virginia. Ladies and gentlemen, if my math is correct, that's 36 years without a national championship. I know they went to a national championship game. I remember when Brian Kelly was coaching them and he took them to the national championship game against Alabama. What happened to that game, Paul? <laughs> what happened in that game? They got bum rushed so badly. We, we don't. They, they, they got annihilated, okay? I, I mean, Brian Kelly was probably planning his exit from Notre Dame at that moment, okay? <laughs> this, this, is, this is an annihilation that took place. They have not won a national championship game since 1980. They have not won a national title since 1988. That is 36 years. 36 years ago, Dougie, I was graduating from high school, had an afro. Headline was two feet forward. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, and you know what, in hindsight, I can't believe we played that with J.J. here, a proud Notre Dame grad. I cannot believe we played that. That you is disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, J.J. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. J.J. rolled his eyes and he said, what is your response? What is your response to Stephen A.? I, I noticed Stephen A. was talking a lot about Notre Dame. I, it, so, it sounds like he wants to talk about Notre Dame a lot because they're relevant uh, they're probably the largest national brand in all of college football. He gets great ratings when they talk about him. So 
whether you hate them or love them, Duke basketball, Yankee baseball, like, oh, yeah. they are a brand that everybody loves and hates, which therefore means they're relevant. You're polarizing. Not, not to mention, like, he just mm. glossed over it. Like, six of the last seven years, Notre Dame's won at least 10 games. The one year they were in a conference, they went 9-0 and in the conference. The one year they didn't win 10 games, they won nine. So that was the low point was nine. And but they're that's going to, not up to the old standards. Well, the old standards. Of the old glory days. Yeah, right? because, because everyone understands that college football runs through the SEC. That's not, an, that's not a ridiculous point. But would we oh, – now, granted, we're in the South, so, like, it, it's a big deal for us. But are we going to just watch four teams? It, are only four teams relevant? Georgia wasn't relevant until, like, four years ago. Like they were just an average team. Then they got they got hot. Mm. Like I don't have to like Georgia. Ala- Alabama was cook, virtually <laughs> irrelevant before Saban, and there's a really really good chance they are going to be irrelevant post Saban. Like so, this stuff always happens. USC was the biggest brand in the country when I was at Notre Dame. Yeah, we we had knockdown dragouts. My first start in college football was the Bush Push game. I that was, was just going to ask you if you that were in was that game. That, college, was your first that, start. Was, that was my first start. That was wow. college game day. And Matt Liner and Reggie Bush and the whole group. Like that was. A, when's the last time we talked about USC? That's yeah, true. So, so, there's so cycles, we're talking about Notre Dame. cycles of a lot of brands. There's cycles, but Notre Dame is relevant. If for the only, even if it was only for the fact that Stephen A. Smith probably that, that might have been one of the highest rating things he did last because yesterday. you're polarizing. They're polarizing because there is a level of arrogance and elitism that drives a lot of us crazy. But there's also a lot of people, a lot of Catholics cross country like my dad. So my, that's why my dad's rooted for him. That's years, right. Right. They are the nation's Catholic university Absolutely. in a lot of ways. So it is polarizing. I also think the um, world has changed. Where back in the day when I was younger and definitely way before. Our time, you didn't, you only got so many games on television, yeah. right? Notre Dame was Notre Dame probably was... one of two or three games you got on that day. Now, as every game is broadcast everywhere, that takes a little bit of Notre Dame's not their appeal, but they're they're not the the standalone that they were in the past. I would never talk that disrespectfully no, about Notre, Notre Dame. Notre would Dame never happen on airwaves. You Notre know? Dame on NBC will get a high rating across the country. I don't care how good Alabama is. If you put them on across the country for a 12 o'clock game, you're getting nobody on the West Coast and you're getting nobody north of the Mason-Dixon line. Now, you'll kill it in the South, but Notre Dame is uniquely positioned to be a national brand. Oh, geez. That's why... We're so elite. I know. I just, I'm hearing it right now. It's driving he, me crazy. Stephen A. got uh, over 15,000 YouTube uh, hits on that Notre Dame rant yesterday. It's like talking in. about the Cowboys, the he, Yankees. He was not afraid and, to use Notre Dame to benefit himself as he complained about Notre Dame. That, that's just, fair. Can I also point and I out? use him to complain about him, too? Damn it. All right. Can we also point out, and we're guilty of this, too, because we, we played it. And we, and they need to be involved. <laughs> Hit that again, please. Notre Dame's special, and they need to be involved. That's there like part Lou Holtz, part Bino Cook. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> also, like, we, we love when Barkley says stuff and Stephen A. says stuff for what we do, but Stephen A. Smith, not exactly uh, Kirk Herbstreet when it comes to the college uh, sports landscape here. Yeah, no, I mean, but that was some good Notre Dame rant, though, no, uh, man. It, it really was. It, it's, a, it's a good rant. Remember, <laughs> we're, we're using Stephen A. primarily as an opportunity to debate things and, and cut stuff up, so... I love it. Like I yeah. think it's fantastic. But the whole idea that they're they're not relevant was a really weird take, given the fact that they've probably been easily in the top ten best teams of the last decade. Um, but he's talking about championship relevancy, right? right? So, like, so, so like, the Cowboys are one of the best teams in the NFL every year lately. Right. They're 
but the, the Cowboys championship are relevancy. Right. So like three teams are relevant in college football because like that's all that wins. Like again, was there, was Alabama the only relevant team when they were winning titles every other year? No, I just think it's a little. Okay. I think it's a little okay. ridiculous. Right. Let's get to let's get to more fun questions. All right, more le- less oh, divisive questions. Yell at JJ, like I got yelled at yesterday for no reason at all. Uh, golden Bo- golden bones on your side. Yeah, golden bone. Here we go. Golden bone. <laughs> you got have, an ally there. I have a pass. I have a pass, JJ. That's all. I'm that's, a, that's, say. A, that's a better nickname than some of the names we were getting for the TV show. I like to call them cousin Irish. On my side, TV show looking at life between my legs. As there's a long snap of reality. <laughs> All right. How about this one, JJ? Have you ever ripped your pants when bending over for a long snap? I have to think about that. Delone ripped those no, pants. No, I, I don't. Day. I don't think so. No, I've never ripped them. Okay. Did you, did you guys ever giggle at Matt Ryan when it looked like he possibly soiled his pants that one time? I don't think we noticed it till afterwards. Okay. Yeah. What about Jake's? Were you there for Jake's? I wasn't ripped there. Pants? For, I wasn't there for Jake's ripped pants, but I've talked to him about it. Yeah. It, he said he felt a draft. That's, <laughs> that's right. the best part about that's him right. telling that story. The pants are getting a lot better. There's a lot stretchier now. Um. This, okay. I'm glad to hear that. This texter says Notre Dame is like a yuppie Iowa. Oh. Jeez. Only churns out tight ends. It, it well that Olson I always argue about that Miami's tight end to you and I always say well, it kind of feels like it's Notre Dame. Now he wa- he was going to go to Notre Dame. He was right? at Notre Dame. Oh he was there. Olson at- was there for like a week and then was he, he said, really Why'd he yeah he out? said the parties at Miami were better. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I, I bet they were. I can't even argue yeah, with that. He might have a point. Yeah, I'm guessing he point. has is, a point. Is partying a big thing at Notre Dame? Is no, that, it's not. Not at all. No. It, Why there's no there? there's no fraternity life. Everyone is in dorms. So like the the dorm you're assigned becomes kind of like your fraternity, which is fun. Yeah. But again, the, how much partying can you do when it's 10 degrees in South Bend, Indiana on a December evening yeah. versus Miami? It was oh, 82. Yeah. yeah. Shocking that this guy wanted to party, by the way. Fireball. There you go. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, how can you party when you look up at Touchdown Jesus and he makes you feel guilty? You know what I mean? He's like looking down at you and it's like, no, nah, I can't do yeah. any of this. You know? It's not beer pong, Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> any, um, any, uh, <laughs> Any update on uh, uh, that's what they called me actually when I was really good at beer pong in my senior year of high school. Any yeah. update on uh, Shaq Thompson still a little upset here with the Macker? I uh, yeah, well, yeah, I and mean, that's the biggest update was Shaq's still kinda mad at Mac because Mac hasn't written him wrote wrote him a love letter like you did. So, so bones, bones clear, bones, bones, clear, in, the bones clear. in the clear. Mac, yeah. he's still got a little making up to do. <laughs> I got some making up to do. I mean, yeah. he's such a leader you for keep, this you team. Keep such a leader the, hey, he is. But man. I'll tell you what, though. Like we talked about, you keep leading the Burns charge. Maybe you'll win Shaq back by fighting for his friend. I, want I don't know. It's, it's worth a shot. 27, 28 million. Let's do it, <laughs> Dan Morgan. Then let's get my man JJ a three-year, $30 million deal wow. a long snap. Wow, that, okay? is, that is good. There's <laughs> there's no money left for any other free agent, but I'm at that point, I'm happy. <laughs> Wait, you, got, you would also have to be a wide receiver, too. You know? to be a Bryce weapon uh, for that I'll money. Try, I'll try wide receiver at that, for that kind of money. <laughs> All right. This guy G- says never in history has the term beer pong Jesus ever been used. <laughs> that was that was cracking I me I feel like somebody's up. been called that before. Jeff said... <laughs> I was more flip cup Jesus back in my day. I respect that. I I like that game too. Jeff says um, uh, Notre Dame is long snapper you. He says everybody knows that. That's true. There's two of us. Is there? There's two of us in the league. Absolutely. Thank you. Who's the other guy? Uh, Scott Daly for the Lions. Oh, duh. Yeah, I knew. Would you name every long snapper? Like, not that I'm asking. No, I'm not asking you to do that. But like all 32, could you just belt them out? Probably. Okay. I, I, right. I might need uh, some of the young guys. I would probably need a minute just to connect. But yes, yeah. that's, that's probably fun at parties. 
Yeah, it kills. <laughs> While you're not playing beer pong. That's right. <laughs> yeah, when you're sitting out and beer pong Jesus is running the table. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. I th- are we done here? I guess we're done here, man. Yeah, we have new incentives in our contract. Yes. If we hit breaks on time, we get paid more. Oh, let's do it. I, oh, I, have, I have noticed the out time signs are all around the building. Oh, yeah. They're going to tattoo yeah. one on Bone's forehead for me to look at. <laughs> yeah. We're so concerned with me. As I look at this now, may have missed this one. Yeah, here. This, uh, this one we do. Oh, I, I don't think I help you guys. No, no it's all JJ's <laughs> fault, Rick. It's JJ's fault. That's why you can't hire this man to replace us. He would never hit a break. All right. Thanks to uh, JJ for coming in. We come back. Duke wins big. Is it possible now that Duke's ahead of Carolina as we approach March on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ?